This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. It's Thursday the 29th of February. In your squeeze today, inflation holds steady, aid problems in Gaza... The Tillies are headed for the Olympics and happy birthday to the Leaplings. This is your Squiz today. Siobhan, the Bureau of Statistics released its latest inflation data yesterday. It shows that Australia's inflation rate remained flat at 3.4% in January, which is the same as it was in December. Yeah, and that went against many economists' predictions of a slight rise, with one chief economist saying it should be broadly reassuring to the Reserve Bank that overall inflation is going in the right direction, which is down, ahead of its next meeting in March. But the data shows we're still seeing price rises on a few key things, such as insurance, which rose 8.2% over the 12 months to January, and of course, housing, which rose 4.6%. The other one to note, Siobhan, is food and non-alcoholic beverages. They went up 4.4% in the 12 months to January. That doesn't include fresh food, though. The Bureau says that meat, seafood, fruit and veggies all saw lower or negative annual inflation. So their prices are either holding steady or dropping. Mm, And that hasn't done anything to alleviate claims of price gouging in Aussie supermarkets, though, Alice. Coles is under the pump again after it shared its latest report on Tuesday. It recorded an underlying half-year net profit of $589 million. But the company's chief executive, Leah Weckert has defended that. She says the profit allows Coles to invest in our business and deliver for our stakeholders. And Siobhan, while we're on the topic of price gouging, Claire and Kate also spoke about it in the latest episode of News Club. The interesting thing, which I didn't realise, was that lots of us are actually stakeholders in Coles and Woolies because Mm. our super fund investments are tied up in supermarkets. So most of us have a vested interest, even if we didn't know it. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can listen to that episode by searching for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow. It's become a bit of an annual event. Mike Burgess, who is the man in charge of our major intelligence agency, ACO, delivers an annual risk assessment about the security threats to Australia. And this year, Siobhan, the headline was about a former unnamed Australian politician. Yes, it's very intriguing, Alice, isn't it? (laughs) Now, as you say, they haven't named the politician in question, but Burgess has talked about a spy network dubbed the A-Team. And he says that several years ago, and this is a quote, they successfully cultivated and recruited a former Australian politician who sold out their country to advance the interests of a foreign regime. And it gets worse, Alice. Burgess said they also sought to bring a member of the then Prime Minister's family into the orbit of the A-team. He says the plot was foiled, but it just shows the extreme lengths that some foreign powers are willing to go to. And Siobhan, in the past, Burgess has spoken about the threat far right wing and neo-Nazis pose to Australia. And last night he said that's still a thing. 
He says there is a realistic possibility of a terrorist attack or attack planning in the next 12 months, and that could come from nationalist extremists seeking to incite a race war. Siobhan, there are growing concerns about the amount of aid reaching people in Gaza. The United Nations Humanitarian Agency says humanitarian organisations are being systemically denied access to the region, with aid convoys facing regular attacks, something that Israel denies. Yeah, so those UN officials warned that one quarter of Gaza's population, which is about 576,000 people, including children, is experiencing an escalating famine which could kill thousands within the coming days. Now, this comes as the Albanese government told another UN agency called UNRWA that Australia needs to be confident that aid will go to those who need it before the Australian government considers reinstating $6 million of funding to that organisation. Yes, our government paused that funding along with about a dozen other countries after Israel alleged that numerous UN staff were involved in the 7th of October Hamas attacks. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. Siobhan, the Matildas are headed to the Paris Olympics. They locked in their spot last night after winning their second qualifying match against Uzbekistan in front of more than 54,000 fans at Melbourne's Marvel Stadium. Oh, Alice, how good was that? You know what I was saying yesterday about I think the Matildas can do even better Mm -hmm. at home? I wasn't wrong. You're right. (laughs) But yes, the Uzbeks went into the match as underdogs, but the Matildas promised to bring their A game and they certainly did. They were relentless and the final score was 10-0. I mean, that's just wild. And veteran striker Michelle Heyman had a fantastic night again, scoring four goals in the first 45 minutes alone. But Caitlin Torpy, Mary Fowler, Caitlin Ford, Hayley Rasso and Amy Sayer also added to the scoreboard. So it was a really fantastic team effort. Yeah, they did very well. And they got to celebrate qualifying for the Olympics on the field afterwards. Olympic cycling champion Anna Mears gave them a giant novelty plane ticket. (laughs) The Olympics, of course, doesn't kick off until July, but we will see the Tillies before then. They have a friendly match against Mexico on the 10th of April. If it's your birthday today, you are one in about 1,461, which, Siobhan, isn't quite one in a million, but it's still pretty special. (laughs) And you are in good company. Rapper Ja Rule and Aussie cricketer Sean Abbott are your fellow Leaplings celebrating today. Oh, Leaplings, that's so cute. Okay, so I've gone on a bit of a deep dive looking for fun facts about leap years, and it was a lot more technical than I was expecting. 
As we know, they generally occur every four years, but not always, which is due to very complex scientific reasons that I'm not going to go into here. If you're desperate to know, you can find some links to explain all that in our Squiz Today newsletter if you're a super cane. And also the reasons why leap years exist at all are also really complicated. But the short version for that is that without them, we just gradually fall out of sync with the seasons. So no more hot Christmases, which would be a travesty. Yeah, it would be a travesty. <laughs> leap days also used to prompt a number of traditions, Siobhan, including being the one day when women could propose to men, although that is a tad out of date these days. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> Squiz the day, Siobhan. You and Alex have a new Shortcut episode out today. We sure do. And it's all about by-elections. Now, don't worry, it's not as dry as it sounds. And it will be very useful this week in the lead up to the Dunkley by-election on Saturday, which is something you've probably heard a lot about already. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get your head around all of that, give it a listen. It's in this podcast feed. And genuinely, it's really just a useful explainer. And that wraps us up today. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.